What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit in Every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes Hello and welcome To another episode Of life as a gringo I am Dramos Of course And welcome to Another Thursday Trends episode Actually before we get into that I just want to give um, A big shout out to you guys For everybody who was Giving me feedback On the burnout episode um, It was really something that I'm personally dealing with, so it's close to my heart, and it makes me incredibly happy to hear that it's resonating with so many of you. I've gotten so many uh, people just reaching out to me and giving me feedback and, and also just letting me know that it was something that they related to. Um, so, uh, man, thank y'all for, for you know, being so open to it and, and also just uh, allow me to, to have a space to be real and honest about what's going on with me in my life. Now, since that episode, it's only been a couple of days, but I've definitely been trying to take myself out uh, on dates and do different things to clear my head um, and just do different things that I like doing to kind of help me, uh, you know, rehab a little bit of this burnout that I've been going through. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to do my first ever uh, like float tank, which I'm really excited for. So I'll give you all an update on that on the next episode. But with that said, it is, of course, Thursday. So our Thursday trends episode. Normally, I would have a guest. But this is one that I've been stewing on for a bit uh, as, as far as the topic that we're going to be talking about. Uh, and I'm actually, I was planning on doing a YouTube video uh, for it. I'm not sure if I have the energy to put it all together right now, but I definitely wanted to at least talk about it here on, on the podcast first. Um, and that is the tragedy that happened at the World Festival, uh, which is Travis Scott's music festival. Uh, sadly, eight people are dead, multiple people injured. And it's just bringing up a lot of questions about concerts in general safety and also the overall brand of Travis Scott and the type of shows that he has been known to put on and the type of activity he's been known to encourage and a lot of people are calling of course for the cancellation of Travis Scott uh, and personally I have a lot to say on this just as somebody who has worked in the live events field as both um, a musician and also somebody behind the scenes so like all of you I have my own take on this and I wanted to to share with you. And of course, I will get y'all's opinion as well for our Ask a Gringo segment. And uh, as we always do, I want to make sure I throw some positivity in our Thursday Trends episode. So I have um, a really great story uh, about some barriers that are continuing to be broken here in Hollywood uh, when it comes to representation. So we'll do that for the Mi Gente segment. Before that, though, man, let's just do a deep dive 
into this whole story and, and this whole tragedy that is surrounding Travis Scott and the World Festival. And we'll do it in a segment we call For the People in the Back. Say it loud for the people in the back. All right, so at this point, a lot of you have probably formed your opinion. You have seen the multiple viral videos going around. We've heard the national conversation. We've heard the hashtag cancel Travis Scott train that has started, especially on places like Twitter. There have been petitions to remove him uh, from performing at Coachella this year. Uh, and, and all kinds of things. Of course, the media is going crazy. There's all types of backlash that is happening. People discussing his his history of inciting violence. He has been arrested and charged for uh, inciting crowd violence before in the past and, and all these different things. Um, I guess for me, I wanted to first and foremost kind of talk about a bit of a double standard that happens. And listen, I think any of y'all who have been listening to the podcast uh, long enough or following any of the stuff that I put out there as far as content goes, you know that I'm not one of these overly woke people. You know, I'm not one of these people that just, um, you know, tries to yell race for everything that, you know, that's why this is an issue. It's because somebody's racist or um, or trying to sort of gaslight things or to race bait people. That's not what I do. I try and look at everything from an objective perspective and then form an opinion. But with that said, this is probably going to come across a bit woke at first. Stay woke. But hopefully y'all will be able to kind of understand where I'm coming from when it comes to this perspective that I'm looking at it. Now, to get into all this and to talk about this double standard that I feel like is happening right now, I'm seeing a lot of people in the media talk about sort of this this brand that Travis Scott has of inciting crazy behavior, his concerts being notorious for violence and all these different things. But it's interesting to me that nobody brings up the decades of metal and hardcore bands who literally, this is like a part of the culture of that genre of music and first and foremost i say this as somebody who loves metal and hardcore i mean for me growing up in life i mean my two loves have been hip-hop and then also metal and hardcore as random as that is i've grown up with both things i mean i have a fucking broken nose as a result of being in the crowd at a metal show i got kicked in the nose and broke my nose like i'm, I'm very much aware of, of these scenes and the norms in these scenes and the reality is somebody like travis scott was basically just taking a play out of metal band's playbook when he decided to kind of start uh, creating this whole brand around having this crazy concert, having this crazy crowd energy of mosh pits and all these different things and kind of promoting that as a part of, you know, the whole Travis Scott uh, brand as far as his live show goes. So if we're being honest with ourselves, this is nothing new. The The one new part about it is that it's a black man doing this and it's a, a hip hop artist. And traditionally speaking, the media loves to go after hip-hop artists, right? They love to find a reason to create some sort of shitstorm uh, and backlash about hip-hop artists. And, and obviously, um, your conservative sides will tend to do the same. But I've also seen it on on some of the, uh, I guess, liberal uh, media outlets as well. Personally, I was, uh, gonna, I was pulling a um, kind of panel I saw on Fox News, and they were talking about, oh, let this be a lesson for artists after Travis Scott to not incite this kind of thing. And to me, I'm watching that being like, why the fuck were you not outraged at this type of behavior that's happened over the last decades of literally bands creating their own careers off of stuff like this? Like I was going to pull some videos when I was thinking about doing a YouTube video on this and you have, you know, gigantic bands playing arenas and giant festivals and literally telling the audience, I want you to hurt one another. Like 
do yourself a favor right now and uh, and after you listen to this Google just Google wall of death mosh pits and just see all the videos that that will come up like that that stuff makes you know Travis Scott's concerts look like a ballet class and listen I'm not taking away anything from the fact that obviously eight people died multiple people injured so this obviously somewhere some way got more out of hand than the traditional um you know concert does I'm not here to discredit that at all and and obviously um, that that's something I will be acknowledging and talking about kind of my, my opinion on that kind of stuff as well. But just uh, I just kind of want to set the tone for how people are portraying Travis Scott as, as this sort of like monster who is, uh, you know, encouraging and inciting violence everywhere he goes when this has been a part of heavy music for as long as I mean, well, fuck the beginning of metal and hardcore bands, look at old videos of punk shows where people are literally you know, jumping headfirst into the crowd onto people, jumping on the stage and, and all kinds of crazy things like that. But my point being with all of that is the story that's being told that Travis Scott creates this culture of violence when literally that has been the norm for heavy music for so long. Now, obviously, somewhere, some way, Travis Scott's concert, this Astro World Festival, escalated beyond the point of what we've seen with those other concerts because now Sadly, eight people are no longer with us, multiple people injured. So let's let's kind of continue to to go down kind of the analysis of what people have been talking about when it comes to uh, Travis Scott's concert. Now, obviously, there have been a ton of different videos circulating around and people using them to prove their point. Um, a lot of the blame obviously being placed on Travis Scott. I mean, he is the outward facing person. He's the person in the crowd. I know I've seen a lot of people talk about uh, how they've watched multiple videos of like, other bands stopping the the show and sent, you know to see if people are okay that they saw somebody pass out whatever the case would be and absolutely that's definitely happened I've been at concerts before where the bands have stopped playing because somebody uh, looked like they passed out or was getting pressed against the barricade and they they wanted security to help that person for sure but what I will say is when you look at at the footage that people are talking about there's one footage of, of Travis Scott on stage uh, and there's an ambulance far off in the distance in the crowd and I'll play a clip of what Travis Scott says when he sees the ambulance. Right. But then he also goes on. And if you're paying attention, he's essentially checking to see if the crowd is okay in that moment, because you'll hear him ask people to put a middle finger in the air if they're good. Everybody good. Put a middle finger up in the sky. And then he also says, tells people to to put two hands in there if they're good. Two hands to the sky. Two hands to the sky. Two hands up. Yeah, two hands up. So he's using that as a moment to double check what's going on with the crowd, if people are good or not. And at that point, as far as he can tell, what's happening, you know, off in the crowd with an ambulance seems to be something that is an isolated incident. And it seems to be under control by the professionals. Now, listen, I've played gigantic clubs and and, and I've played festivals before and, and I've been um, as a DJ, a part of, of nightclubs where there's been fights breaking out and things like that. And I can tell you that even in smaller environments, more controlled environments like a nightclub, there have been plenty of times where a fight might have broken out and I didn't even notice it um, until I saw, you know, uh, the security dragging somebody out um, or that that it was brought to my attention by somebody that worked there. If there was something happening, we need to turn off the music. So th- imagine now Travis Scott performing in front of 50,000 people at night He's on a gigantic stage, light shining on him. There's only but so much he can actually see and recognize. I mean, listen, we all seen that video of the people going up to the um, the guy who was, who was controlling the camera angles and trying to tell that guy what was happening. That dude didn't even seem to notice what was happening right around him. He was literally in the crowd. 
And the last thing I want to reference when you, you talk about this one video that's been circulating around, and I'll see if I can put a link in the show notes for you. After Travis Scott addresses the crowd and tells them to put their hands up if they're good, all that stuff, when the music starts, the majority of the crowd is still going crazy. So people in the crowd didn't even realize what was happening. Again, we're talking about a giant crowd of 50,000 people. So you literally can see in the video, a vast majority of the people are still jumping around and going crazy, completely unaware of all that was happening uh, in the crowd at that point. And I actually stumbled upon another video um, in there that I, I think is worth a mention because you have a lot of people trying to guilt Travis Scott for not stopping the show right then and there. Um, and how did he not notice? And there's actually another video uh, that I have, and I'll play the audio. It's Travis Scott noticing a fan passing out and then him telling security to pull that fan out of the crowd. Somebody help him. Somebody pass out right here. Somebody pass out right here. No, no, don't touch him. Don't touch him. Everybody just back up. Security, somebody help. Jump in real quick. Keep going. So to me, I bring that up because it shows that Travis Scott is not just some like asshole who's like willing to be seen. People get stomped out in the crowd or passing out and he re would rather ignore it. I really just think to me in that moment, he was caught up in performing in the concert and didn't realize the magnitude of what was actually happening. And the reality is most people there didn't understand the magnitude of what was happening. And that's part of the problem right there is where is the chain of command, right? Like when that whole thing is happening and Travis Scott sees the ambulance in the crowd and he says, what the fuck? Like at that point, there should have been a, a relay of messages going along to somebody who had the ability to be on stage and kind of wave him down and say, yo, we got to stop the show. This tragedy is happening. But that didn't happen at all. Like where is the plan in place if something crazy is happening that they're able to communicate and get a message? to production so that they can shut down the show at, at a speedy time and accordingly. And that's not Travis Scott's fault. He's literally like the, the person on stage. You have production running around. You have security, police, all that stuff. How is it that nobody was able to convey the message to somebody who was on stage to tell Travis Scott what was going on to then stop the concert? Like that's who bears responsibility. Like I understand, you know, uh, to a degree, we can look at him and say, you know, uh, maybe when that ambulance was there, he should have gone and like ask somebody, uh, you know, is everything okay? Are we okay to get the sh to keep the show going? I do understand that, but that is far smaller in comparison of a of, of a weight of guilt than the other people around there. I mean, let's also just talk about the organizers and the police in general who should be um, at fault for poor planning. I mean, listen, venues like this bring in extra security when they know they're they're having certain acts when there are acts that are uh, bringing in a bit more of a violent crowd. And I, again, I've seen this with metal and hardcore shows. They bring in extra security. At the same time, production, planning for this, you know the artist that is headlining. You know what type of crowd he brings in. I mean, they've talked about, you know, the week before people were concerned about crowd surging happening. So where was the plan that was supposed to be put in place that, God forbid, this happens, that we are prepared and ready to act swiftly? Obviously, there was no plan in place. And I, I was watching one of the media things, and they were talking about how Generally, when you plan for a concert like this, you sort of create sections within the crowd um, just to kind of try and prevent that surging happens. If you've ever been to like a giant concert, if you've ever seen that sometimes they'll have like uh, a, like barricades on either side and like almost like this aisle in the middle. And that's a way to kind of separate the crowd so that not everybody is just on top of each other. You're kind of breaking them down into smaller units. And they are saying that wasn't done at this festival. So if that's the case, where the people who plan this out 
the promoters, the the organizers, the venue in itself, the police, everybody who gave a permit and uh, and signed off on this kind of stuff, they have to bear responsibility for not taking those preventative measures that we've all seen at other concerts. When you do a festival like this, it's not as easy as just, you know, opening the gates and that happens. You're talking about months and months and months of planning and plans that have to be presented to a board and they have to approve it. Like these plans were approved. These, these um, you know, they have to plan for different situations and all that stuff. And somebody looked past their plan and said, okay, this is good. They're, they have all the plans in place for if, you know, God forbid something bad were to happen. So obviously it was neg- negligence on the part of the planners, but also the people who signed off on these permits and who are also uh, in charge of, of making sure that everything is being done up to code and for the safety of, of everybody out there. You know, and, and the reality is that in order for things like this to hopefully never happen again, we need to hold the correct people accountable. I understand, like, this is a problem. Travis Scott is a celebrity. His name is on the festival. He was the one performing. It's incredibly easy to blame Travis Scott for this concert. But the reality is Travis Scott takes a blame for it, and it doesn't actually solve anything. It doesn't correct any problems at all. It just means that we found our scapegoat. At the end of the day, you want real change. You want to make sure things like this never happen again. You want to make sure that people are incredibly strict when it comes to planning festivals and approving these permits. Then we have to hold the correct people responsible. And that's my only point when I talk about all this. I'm not some sort of Travis Scott stan. I, I don't mind the dude, but I'm not uh, you know, out here interested in anything that he really does for the most part. I just think what's fair is fair. And to place all of this burden, all this blame on, on this one man because he was the person on stage, we're just overlooking the, the bigger issue at the end of the day. Now, with that said, let's move on to some positive news. And we'll do that in our Mijente segment. Before that, though, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, so I'm going to be real. I have zero idea about this actual topic, but I got to give a big shout out to one of our listeners at cross underscore soul, uh, my guy Victor. He uh, he put this on my radar, and, uh, and and I thought it was an incredible thing to definitely celebrate. So Netflix has announced their cast for a a show called One Piece, and they're going to be doing a live action series. Um, and and for what Victor tells me, this is one of the biggest anime series around. And the beautiful thing about it is that cast in one of the lead roles is actually a Latinx actor. He's a, a Mexican actor by the name of Iñaki Godoy. And if I fuck that up, I apologize. And he's actually going to be playing a character named Monkey D. Luffy, who uh, is apparently one of the main characters of, of this whole thing. And listen, I have zero interest personally in anime. But at the end of the day, a win is a win for our community. And you got to yell it and shout it out. And I appreciate it, Victor, for pointing that out. Especially when we talk about like the lack of representation in places like Hollywood. Obviously, this is going to be a very big deal, a very big show uh, on a giant platform like Netflix. And to see a Latinx person leading the charge on a show like this is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful thing. So, man, shout out to you, Victor, for bringing that to my attention. And uh, and shout out to that young man who, who will inevitably be, I'm sure, inspiring somebody else to, to realize that they can also make their dreams come true. So definitely a, a beautiful thing and something worth uh, celebrating. Now, with that said... Let's get into our Ask a Gringo segment so I can get y'all's opinion on this whole Travis Scott tragedy that has happened. Ask a Gringo. Uh, I have a question. All right, so a bit of a mixed bag of opinions on here. I'm going to try to get through a few responses that, that I got on here. At Marcelo 031588 said, no, he isn't responsible for every aspect of the venue or security, etc. And I agree with this. I think a lot of people kind of think that he's like really going to be involved in the day-to-day operations of all this stuff. And and it's just not the case. He's too big of a star. He's literally just there, you know, to do some of the creative stuff um, behind the festival. But as far as the day-to-day planning of security and, uh, you know, plans of action in case something like this were to happen, that's just above his wheelhouse. That's why you have like, you know, production managers and all that kind of stuff. He's just not involved in that at the end of the day. I know the mayor said they spoke to him, all that kind of stuff. But listen, at the end of the day, that's just mostly for for looks and things like that. The reality is Travis Scott doesn't have much control over what could or couldn't happen. At Rebecca underscore DLM says, yes, it's not the first time he's been charged with a similar situation. And and and, and yeah, you're right. And I, I brought this up earlier in the show. He's definitely had a quote unquote history of this. But my point stands of so have a lot of artists out there. I mean, listen, Google mosh pits, you know, like biggest mosh pits on YouTube or whatever. Like you'll find some crazy shit from really big bands playing arenas, inciting some really crazy kind of crowd interaction. They were just fortunate enough that, you know, nobody got killed essentially. Right. But it could have happened to any one of them in, in those scenarios. And 
And nobody has seemed to bat an eye about that. I mean, there was even a show, it was like in the 2000s, uh, something about like recreating music videos, but they literally were glorifying, uh, you know, like the world's scariest mosh pit. This band, Power Man 5000, was said to have the world's scariest mosh pit. And they sent one of their guys in the mosh pit. And they were talking about all the broken bones and things like that that are notorious with mosh pits. Like they were celebrating metal, you know, music when it comes to the, the crowd and, and, and how they, you know, express themselves in the audience and things like that. Travis Scott, again, like I said, is literally just taking a page out of, out of band's playbook, out of, you know, um, these different band's playbook and applying it into his genre of music. And unfortunately, what typically happens when, with hip hop is that they become the scapegoats, you know, above anybody else because they are people of color are always going to be looked at as, as the scapegoats. At Walking With Light, no, he's a human, hate cancel culture. And I saw a couple other people post about this as well. Uh, at uh, Josel Cortez Jr. said uh, he, he does blame him, but shouldn't cancel him. It was an accident. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, two obviously different points, but I also think we're agreeing on cancel culture. Like, we're going to cancel this guy because a tragedy happened at his concert? Like, it makes no sense. You know, and, and do some research when it comes to previous things. I mean, this type of, like, uh, and I'm not saying this to, like, com- you know, to, to diminish tragedy and say it's not a big deal. Like, this is a devastating event. But the reality is, like, you know, this happened in the 80s with Guns N' Roses, where two people were killed during one of their concerts. Do we cancel Guns N' Roses? Like, no, Guns N' Roses still tours till this day. There was also a concert in the 70s with The Who where a crowd surge happened and 11 people were were killed. Did we cancel The Who? No. Like, I, that, that's what I mean. We're, we live in this era where you, one bad thing happens and you're associated with it and everybody's just like, cancel, cancel, cancel. It just doesn't make any sense. It's a tragedy. And canceling Travis Scott, not that any of us actually could, like that doesn't change the tragedy that happened. And then we're also, like I said, by doing that, you're not holding the actual people accountable who are responsible for this re- horrible tragedy that happened. And last one I'll read is uh, at CA77Sorel said, yes, he could have calmed the crowd down like Selena did then start again when everyone's safe. I mean, I, I think it's easy to say that for all of us to, to say that, but we just don't know what he did or didn't see. Again, I, I pointed to a clip that I had uh, where he did, you know, stop the show essentially and, and have security pull somebody out who has passed out. The reality is, I mean, we don't know what he saw and we don't know. Like, it's, and when you're on stage, it's really, really tough to kind of see, especially when you're playing in front of that many people. And I haven't played in front of that many people, but I know I played in front of, you know, crowds of a, of a few thousand before. And like, as pa- past the people directly in the front, it's really difficult to know what else is happening in the venue at that point. And I, I'm talking about in an enclosed venue. I can't only imagine in front of 50,000 people outside like that, you know, in the middle of the night. It just, it's it's really difficult. So it's easy for us all to sit here and say, he should have stopped it, should have stopped it. But again, you don't know what it was. Like the reality is people pass out all the time at concerts ambulances are on site all the time at concerts so like in his mind he probably just thought it was another person in the back that passed out the ambulance is there emts are there they're handling the situation they have it under control because nobody else is saying anything about it the rest of the crowd is seemingly going crazy as far as from what he can see and what we can see in the video it looks like nobody really notices except for the people sort of in that section over there uh and and as far as he can tell it seems like it's under control and he keeps on going with the show Again, at that point, when people saw how bad it was, like production should have had a chain of command that, you know, went from the EMTs that were on site over there 
to the stage manager that was able to relay the information quickly. I mean, there's walkies all over the place. People are, are holding those things and communicating all kinds of shit uh, all day long. That should have easily been something that, uh, you know, uh, a chain of command could have gone up to the person on the stage that could have easily accessed Travis and said, hey, we have to stop the concert. There's a tragedy happening over there in the background. But that didn't happen. And again, to me, that's where the blame goes. There was no plan in place how to quickly get a message. God forbid something like this were to happen. But I appreciate all y'all's opinion. I definitely respect it. Uh, and I'll give you kind of my final thoughts on it in, in our conclusion. Stu, before that, though, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu Time for conclusions mm. Alright, so I mean, I'll make this short and sweet. Uh, at the end of the day, this is a devastating tragedy. It's it's painful to think that, you know, people went out for, uh, you know, a night to enjoy themselves and it sadly just turned into a, a devastating event where, you know, Eight people's families have their lives completely turned upside down and more, you know, including the people who are, are injured. It just it, it there's no there's no positive spin around it. At the end of the day, all you can hope for is that, you know, precautions are, are taken in the future that this can never happen again. And like I said earlier, the only way for something like this to never happen again is to make sure that the correct people 
are being held responsible. And that's the people, you know, who are in charge of, of planning all of this, who are in charge of coordinating this and having contingency plans of, of different things happening. I mean, you know, crowd surging is not something that, you know, nobody had heard of until this festival. Like, again, in the 70s, that happened with The Who. So, like, we've seen this happen before. It's on people's minds when you're talking about crowds of that size and especially certain types of crowds who are reacting to certain types of music. So where was the plan in place? Like, how was it that nobody was able to relay the message to Travis on stage? And I know I've seen the different things about, like, uh, in, in contracts about it stating that only two people were able to call off the show if something were to happen. Uh, but the reality is that the police can easily step in and, and you know, and, uh, you know, cut off the show um, if, if they think that it's, you know, for the sake of public safety. Like, at the end of the day, there are laws and, and things like that that happen. So to me, where was the chain of command of communication of somebody immediately seeing this and saying, hey, we have to stop the show right now? It doesn't make any sense to me, Travis Scott is being made the easy scapegoat because he's the face of this festival and also he's the celebrity and he's the rich person out there. So it's easy to kind of just throw all of this on him. But again, if we find ourselves doing that, then we're not actually addressing the just gross negligence that caused this tragedy to happen. And also on top of that, cancel culture, come on. Like he has some responsibility, obviously. And again, not, you know, nearly what's being placed on him, but people make mistakes. That doesn't mean we we throw away the person because they made a mistake. And obviously this is a tragedy that happened, but you know, he didn't intentionally do anything to try and harm these eight people or anybody that got that got injured. You know, he was performing. He was he was doing what he's always done and what other acts in multiple genres of music have done. And by the way, when I talk about uh, you know, mosh pits and, and things like that, I can pull up videos of EDM shows, you know, and uh, them doing these walls of death and it looking pretty crazy in the crowd, you know, and nobody's seemingly batting an eye about that happening. So, um, again, I think we just have to be perceptive to what's actually happening uh, of this person being made a scapegoat and also think to ourselves that why is something that seems to be so normal as far as uh, the way somebody encourages their crowd in other genres of music, but now because it's a hip-hop artist doing it, we seemingly, uh, you know, have to cancel this person uh, and, and he no longer can, you know, perform any, anywhere and he has to stop performing at his concert and things like that. It just doesn't make sense. And cancel culture just doesn't make sense. It's it literally doesn't allow people to have any sort of growth whatsoever, which is a part of life. I'm not the same person I was, you know, five years ago. And, and I shouldn't be judged by the person I was five years ago. And none of us should be right. We all should have the potential to grow and continue to evolve into into better human beings. And cancel culture just literally stops us from having the human experience of becoming better with time. And with that said, thank you all so much for checking out another episode. Again, if you can leave some comments on the uh, Apple podcast, uh, a five-star review, I would greatly appreciate it. I've seen, man, some of the positive ones. It definitely brought a smile to my face. Uh, I really do appreciate you guys for for letting me know. Um, you know, all that feedback definitely helps kind of keep me energized and, and going. Uh, and I just love hearing from y'all and hearing what is actually resonating with you. So thank y'all for, for the love. Uh, check out my YouTube channel. I've been posting a lot of different things on there. It's just uh, Dramos Official, youtube.com slash Dramos Official. And then if you want to be a part of these conversations, at DJ Dramos on Instagram, and you can uh, have your voice heard on the show. We'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Until then, I'm going to be unplugging. 
uh, this weekend. I hope you have some time to do the same, and I will talk to y'all next week. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.